This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, peaceful, positive parents. Remember that this is the place that you have full permission to be a mess as a parent and accept our warm-hearted, Michelle's and mine, invitation to leave parenting pain behind. So, as I said, I'm here with Michelle. She's a thought transformation coach. I can't tell you how important that is because think of all the thoughts you have in a day and how many of them don't serve you and how many of them drag you down tracks you don't want to go. Michelle has some secret secrets to share with us today. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Miss Brenda. Yes, you're so welcome. So we talked about the idea that when a negative thought or emotion arises, first of all, um, no negative thought or emotion cares about us. We have to keep remembering that every time one arises. And then you have some great suggestions on so, so even if we know that, that a negative thought or emotion doesn't care about us, even though we know that in the moment it happens, it's so hard, I can say for myself, to be able to stop myself and say, ah, there's that negative emotion or thought. So what are yes. your ideas on that, Michelle? Well, I'll, I will tell you, you're absolutely right, Brenda. It is extremely difficult, especially for someone starting out on this process, brand new parent, brand new person trying to figure out the thought process to stop in those moments. And there is some great you know, suggestions that I can give to the parents that are listening on how to learn how to do that, because it's not going to be something that's easily done one day to the next. But when you can learn how to be aware of the thoughts that you are having, you will find yourself far more in control of being able to adjust how those thoughts go forward into the world and how they affect you personally on the inside and what you're doing with those thoughts. So uh, I, I, would, I would recommend to your parents that, that this is going to be a challenging part of thought transformation. It is the hardest part starting at the very beginning, but I've got some great little things that would help folks learn how to be able to recognize it and get rid of that challenging piece on, oh gosh, now it's there. What do I do with it? 95% of the time we won't recognize it. That's, that's the, the challenge in all of this. 95% of the thoughts we have are pre-programmed. We don't recognize them. We have to learn to start to recognize them. So if you want some tips for your people, I'm happy to share. Yeah, well, I'd love some tips and I know they would too. And I was just thinking as you're speaking, so say um, 
a child refuses to get their shoes on to get out the door, or they refuse to do their homework, or they refuse to do must-dos, you know, like household chores and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, personal care, or they refuse to get off of the, the screen. And so the problem is there. Right. And then in the next moment, the parent, I am going, grr. You know, like the negative thought, like, oh, that kid. Or right. emotion rises up. What do we do? We have to we have to remember that we are not dealing with another adult, first of all. They do not have the historical data, the life experience, um, the knowledge base that we have. And so as much as we want to immediately let those emotions rise inside of us and get to that place where we get angry or upset or, or any of those kinds of things, and we're all parents here, we know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, if you, if you start before you have issues like that, parents, if you start to look at your children as just what they are, they're these lovely, young, very open-minded human beings that are like little sponges and they're gaining information every day, but they don't know common sense. They don't know rational thinking. They don't know um, how to rationalize right and wrong. They just don't have that kind of knowledge base. And if we remind ourselves of that, and this is where one of the tools comes in. If you have a token that tells you on a, on, a, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, that your child is just a child, it's going to help you to stop in those moments and just remember that. You're expecting something of them from an adult perspective, and they are trying to deliver from a child's perspective. You have the meeting of the minds, and the minds are completely out of sync with one another. We have to come down to their thought processes. We need to be more childlike. We need to be more open-minded. We need to be more fun. We need to be more engaging. We have to show them the nicest side of the must-dos. We have to show them Telling them why we need to do must-dos is not going to work. Showing them how to do the must-dos is not going to work. But having them learn how to feel, how good it feels when the must-do is done, that's what will solidify that teaching. And those children will be more apt to do the must-dos going forward. What do we do? We have to make it fun. We have to get creative. We have to remember to be fun with our children that has to be in it in whatever way that looks like. And all children are different. All parents are different. What's one fun for one may be different for somebody else. And so we really have to know our kids and what is fun for them. If they love video games, if it's in a screen in front of them, get, put it in the verbiage of a video game, put some visuals out in front of them. Like it's a video game. Let them understand that the feeling of accomplishment of success, of um, giving to another human being what they need from you when they request it, those lovely feelings, let them experience those because those will go with them a lifetime and their must-dos will never get undone. You know what I was thinking while you were speaking about that, Michelle, was uh, Hmm. two things. One is uh, be fun with kids because they are. They are fun, right? They They are fun. And so do we. 
And then I was thinking, you know, I would ask of a child who's having a temper tantrum, something that I can't really control. Mm -hmm. I'd ask them to control it when I know very well myself that I still have trouble controlling it. Exactly. So let's go back to your first point, Mm -hmm. which is um, awareness. I have to first be aware. There I am wanting to overreact, thinking that my overreaction will solve something. When in Mm -hmm. fact, you just offered us a really good idea. If I can come aware, okay, I'm going to overreact. They're not doing the must do. I'm going to overreact. Just a minute. Is there another way? Could I think of a fun way to encourage and play with the child? I love your Mm -hmm. idea of the video game. Can we talk about that for a minute? You bet. So what would be an example of our parent? I don't know very many video games. Do you know some? I have a seven-year-old granddaughter. I know quite a few. I also have 20 something kids. Video games are a big thing in their world. Okay. I know a few. So if you could pick a one video game that you know well, and mm-hmm. then um, share with us how, how would you use what's in that video game to get a kid to do a must do? Do you have any ideas about that? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Mario series and Mario Kart is my favorite. And I play it often because I can play it virtually with my granddaughter, even though she lives 40 miles away. So we play together. But in that game, here's this little Mario and his friends. And in order to win the game, you need to collect things. You're basically cleaning Mario's world. He's cleaning. He's picking things up and carrying them. It gives him power. It gives him lives. It gives him all these things, but he's doing it in this bouncy, fun way, but he's got to get that little key that's sitting over there in order to get to the next door. That's the mindset the kids love. They look at it like the adventure that it is. If I want to get to my end goal, which is the next level on this game, I know that I have to complete these little cleaning tasks throughout the whole thing. Turn that into what's going on in your home. Okay. So the end goal is for you at the end of the day, you would like us to order a pizza or you want to watch your favorite TV show, or you want to play an hour of your video game. So that's the end goal. What are going to be our little, just like Mario, what do we have to pick up to get to that end goal. And if we can set things up in that way, we're now speaking their language instead of expecting them to understand ours because they don't. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. And even if we don't have an end goal, if we, or or I should maybe say it this way, if our end goal is um, we all contribute because Mm -hmm. it takes all of us to make a world. My dad used to say that all the time. It takes all of us to make a world. Yes. All of us to make our household. And if that's our end goal, for example, um, how many, I might not use the words quite the way you said, Michelle, so correct me if I'm wrong, but so how many superpowers can I gather all day long today? You know, and and we can talk about our superpowers. I gathered Mm -hmm. a superpower when I um, wiped the table off. I gathered Mm -hmm. a superpower, you know, like what a great way to, to help play with kids. Michelle, thank you so much. You're so welcome for coming on today and sharing this information. You know, it's so invaluable to parents. Can you imagine being a parent, listening to this? It could change their whole dynamic with the child. Absolutely. 
So next time when we have Michelle on, which will be next week, we're going to talk about what you need to know about preconditioning so you can recognize when it comes up. And we're going to try to give you a proof of this pre-programming. So thank you, parents. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.